listening to Nats Talk on the go, the longest-running Washington Nationals podcast going today, with your hosts Joe Drugan and Craig McHenry. Joe and Craig, let's do it. Oh, hey there. We are uh, we are live with episode one hundred and ten of Nats Talk on the Go, which is going to be the listener question edition of the podcast. Hey, Craig. Oh, hey, Joe. How's it going? Yeah, this is a this is one of those things where uh, we've been trying to be good about podcasting, but every time we were trying to podcast, it was like there's nothing to talk about. Yeah, it's been pretty brutal. So once again, I think the last time we recorded was the night that Snowzilla started. Yes, it was. So uh, I know we're expecting some weather in the D.C. area tonight. Possibly, maybe not bad, but maybe really bad. So yeah, that's that seems to be what Capital Weather Gang is saying, and they're the only ones I trust. So exactly. So <laughs> it's going to be that, of course, and uh, Nets Capital Weather Sports. Josh. Oh yeah, of course. Now, but you know that's a, that's he he's my baseball season source of of Nets right. weather. But I do obviously trust the J Man. Okay, so um, yeah, so it's 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 a perfect time for us to do another recording because there's going to be a little uh, some flakes some flakes happening. Exactly. So, we were uh, we were really worried. Uh, I know we talked about this morning doing a podcast uh, tonight, and we put out the call this afternoon and for questions, and it was nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it was absolutely nothing. I think we got one question like two hours later or something, and it was like, "How do I watch the show?" <laughs> yeah, well, actually, he asked a question before, and then said, "How do I watch the show?" I think. Nice. But yeah, it was like it was a. It was sparse. It so, was sparse. Uh, so, but then once again, strong came on strong. It was nice. Yeah. So we'll have we'll have many many things to uh, to hit on as we uh, as it gets closer. So, um, but we're going to talk about a couple of things, and basically, we're going to call this the uh, the former Nets great segment. Uh, yeah. Because three former Nationals uh, signed with clubs today, so. Uh, the first we'll talk about is we'll talk about them in some level of chronological order. Uh, oh, the very first, nice. The first is uh, Craig Stammen signed a deal, uh, a minor league deal with a major league invite with the Cleveland Indians. Uh, yes. It's a one million dollar contract with two million dollars of incentives, incentives based mostly on appearances, according to Ken Rosenthal. Um. So yeah, this seems like the perfect thing for Stammen. First of all. He's from Ohio, so that helps. Um, so he has that tie. And then you always had to imagine that it was going to be that one of those incentive-laden contract situations because when you're coming off of a major surgery and you and you know the team that you were on DFA'd you, most likely because of that surgery, the chances of and you were already basically a middle reliever. You were the chances of Stamen getting a you know, a big league deal were incredibly low. Yeah, it most likely wasn't going to happen. It's a good team to go with with the Indians. I mean, he's got some friends there. Uh, Tom Gorzolani, former Nets, great. Uh, Ross Detweiler, former Nets, great. And I think one of the big selling points was uh, minor league pitching coach Steve McCaddy. Yeah, that's a really good point. I forgot I mean, that he was in that organization. Yeah, I'm sure uh, that Cat already has the ear of uh, the brass in the Indians organization. Uh, for the reasons we discussed several episodes ago, um, but I'm sure that was, you know, just a really nice fit uh, for Stammen to, you know, have some teammates that he uh, 
is familiar with and also uh, having his pitching coach there who knows what he's capable of and who obviously I'm sure believes in the player and how could you not believe in the person Craig Stammen? So yeah, uh, exactly. it's a good fit. It's a good fit. Uh, I think if healthy, he's going to make the major league squad and at, you know, $1 million base salary, that's a, that's a steal. And I believe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, he has, I think, a 325 or a 327 opt-out, where if he's not on the roster by the end of March, uh, he can opt-out and try and find work somewhere else. Yeah, so. he does have an opt-out. Uh, yeah. He definitely has an opt-out. in the Yeah, at the end of March, he has an opt-out that if he doesn't make the squad, that he can go and try and find work elsewhere. And if, you know, it's one of those things where he's probably going to stick if he... Uh, Right. If he's healthy enough to, if he's healthy enough to pitch, he's probably going to make the team. So. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's the likeliest scenario, but yeah, like you said, Craig Stammen made a, you know, a little over $2 million last year. So it's a, it's a responsible base to give him a million dollars and then say, you can get up to three if you make the club, basically if you make the club out of spring training and make middle relief number of appearances, we haven't seen the deal, but. Um, that seems to be what it is, and that's just totally that, – it's logical. That's yeah. It's about what anyone would expect. Yeah, it's 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 the right kind of move. So uh, of, of anybody that was with the Nats uh, in the recent past, he's one of those guys that uh, is, is like Denard's fan level for me that, uh, on my wishing of future success um, because he's just a really good guy. He was there from the beginning. I Basically from the beginning, I remember when he was a very, very bad starting pitcher um, and he turned himself into quite a fantastic relief pitcher. So I really hope that he'd recover from that surgery and, and uh, make the major league club and make the kind of impact for Cleveland that, uh, that he is capable of doing with that, that running fastball and, yep. and health, slider combination. Health, definitely the, uh, definitely the main issue with him. So exactly that, uh, like you said, rooting for him for sure. Yeah, exactly. Um, so the other the other big piece of news is obviously Tyler Clippard signed uh, with the Arizona Diamondbacks on a two year twelve point two five million dollar deal. God, that is so cheap. <laughs> yeah, that's not a lot of money. Yeah. Well, his la- the reason he was traded from one of the main reasons he was traded from the Nats bullpen in two thousand fifteen was obviously they needed the help, but also was because he was making $9 million. For yeah, his- $9 million to be a, an eighth-inning guy. Yeah, and he signed a two-year, $12 million deal to be a late-inning guy. So the yeah. the market for Clipper never really panned out. Um, and I've got to be honest with you, it seems like among all possible places he could have gone, it, like the only place that I could think of that's worse than Arizona is like, Colorado, uh, Colorado, or <laughs> maybe, or maybe Cincinnati, like or Philadelphia. Yeah, there are not many ballparks that would have been a worse possible option for Tyler Clippard. Um, it, that dry air, the ball just flies for days, and Tyler Clippard is nothing but a fly ball pitcher. Yeah. Um. So that's, that yeah, that's a really unfortunate spot for him just because of his pitching profile. I think. Um. I. I obviously wish him the best. I'm not wishing anything ill against Clippard by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, yeah, I just, this feels like the worst possible option for Tyler Clippard to. Yeah. You have to wonder if he, if this was the only two year deal he got. Um, yeah. Cause I guarantee you there'd be plenty of clubs that would offer him 
uh, one year, eight, $9 million, but exactly. having that extra security of what, 12 and a half million, two years. Yep. Uh, I mean, it's, it's nice to have a job, you know? Yeah. And he's, and he's going to a team that is trying, trying to be on the up, even though it's in a way that doesn't make any sense. Trying to be on the up and up for one year. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you wish him the best of luck. They've had, they've certainly had their share of troubles with late inning relievers and, and making them stick in Arizona. So he's more of a, um, a known commodity, but you know, the, really the problem ends up being that, that, and I think it's ultimately why Clippard ended up having to take this deal is the nationals put so much mileage on his arm mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's really hurt him. And I think that if I remember correctly, he spoke pretty openly about that recently about, uh, yeah. but, um, and I think Stammen has too. It's those guys got a lot of wear and tear on their, on their bodies when they were in DC, uh, especially Clippard when he was the only decent reliever that the nationals had for like, two two or three years mm-hmm. so uh yeah obviously another guy where we wish the best of luck it's just that's certainly not the best profile ballpark for him to be uh to be playing in yeah yeah and then uh i don't know if you saw this one last little breaking news of former nets greats. this is the one i was gonna hit i'm sure oh, i'm so excited about this one uh the shark yes the shark lands. you can't give yourself a nickname craig I, I didn't give him a nickname. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm kidding. I didn't give. I would love to be called the shark. You can't give yourself a nickname. Maybe the hammer. Pliers. Pliers would be great. Pliers would be great. Um, the shark lands in uh, New York uh, yep. with the Metropolitans. Uh, don't see this going anywhere. He did not play in the majors last year. Uh, he was in the red system. Yeah. Uh, He's blocked by several, several people. So barring injury or a really good spring training from him, don't really see him going anywhere other than AAA. Yeah, definitely not. Uh, I I want to make the Jean Ralphio meme of the worst become like, <laughs> I, 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 wanna, I want this to be like uh, the meme with at the bottom that says organizational depth. Like it, I just want to, I just want to reuse that thing constantly. Uh, because it's the best meme ever. But yeah, he's just he's nothing but org depth at this point. He Roger Bernardino was a major leaguer because he was on the Washington Nationals when they were extraordinarily bad. That's mm-hmm. it's it's just another one of those uh one of those situations. Quad so, A. What's that? Quad A player, four A player. Exactly. He he is the ultimate outfield Pete Orr. <laughs> Pete Orr. Yeah. Pete Orr. Nice. Um so that's really all I had. Uh, I want, I'm, I'm going to get into the questions, but I, I do want to hit on a question that, um, that I know the answer to, but I want to talk about it for a little bit. Oh, I uh, like that. The, the new Jonah Carey podcast is so entertaining. Oh my gosh. It's so good. So if you, those of you who don't know, Jonah Carey was with Grantland for a while and then Grantland famously got ESPN. Uh, yeah. It was, it was quality. So they killed it. Yeah. Um, and so Jonah Carey has landed with like 87 different media outlets. Um, yeah, he's SI, CBS, and Nerdist. And, and MLB Network, I think. And MLB Network, yep. Yeah, so he's in a bunch of different spots, but um, Nerdist to me is the most interesting place because Jonah Carey has so many interesting things to say about pop culture in general. Yes. Um, well, he's that... got that Canadian perspective. Exactly, exactly. It's a, it's, 
it's an outsider's perspective when like when he's talking about you know u.s politics and things like that which they talked about he talked about pretty extensively with keith olbermann on his most recent show but he just is able to talk authoritatively on so many things yeah. and i just find him to be a fascinating person and incredibly genuine yes like, like we've had several interactions on twitter about mr robot yeah um because he was just like looking for a show and I told him about it and I was like, Oh, he was thinking about watching something else. And, um, he ended up watching it. We inter- and engaged a little bit, but he's just a really, he's a really genuinely nice guy makes an effort to interact with everybody that, that tweets at him or, um, has questions. So he's a really great, smart guy. So if you're, if you are a podcast consumer, and I assume if you've gotten all the way down to listening to this show, you are, um, you should definitely add Jonah Carey's new podcast to your uh, to your repertoire. Yeah, Nerdist is a good fit for uh, him because he's got that, like you said, pop culture knowledge, but he's also got the uh, stat background. Oh yeah, right. Baseball. He's like a huge analytics so, guy. So he is a baseball nerd as well in that sense. In addition to you know the pop culturey, you know, shows about hackers. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. To what you're referring. Uh, another one, just real quick. Uh, I've only gotten to listen to a little bit of it so far, and I'm sure I know I I mentioned it to you the other day. Uh, it's called Project Shackbox. I don't think you did mention it to me. I. It's Jesse Spector. Oh, you did mention it to me. Yes. I didn't remember <laughs> the name. I didn't remember the name. I remember okay. Jesse Spector. Jesse Spector. Uh, gosh, where is he? Sporting News now, I think? I think so, yeah. Um. Anyway, I, I like his stuff uh, a, a good bit, and he's he found an old shoebox, an old uh, Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal shoebox filled with baseball cards. Oh, cool. And so he went through all the cards and cataloged them. And his whole thing is he is wanting to, I guess, trade away that collection and kind of refresh it. Uh, and he's put out the call to people, you know, hey, I want to trade cards. If one of these cards seems interesting to you, you know, send me a card that you think is interesting and vice versa. So what he's doing with this podcast is – He's sending his guests one card that is a conversation starter. So he knows what the card is. The guest doesn't know what the card is. Guests open the card. They talk about the card. They talk about the info on the back. They talk about that kind of stuff. But it really just leads into a conversation about, you know, the time period. Oh, that's really cool. You know, where you were at the time, that kind of stuff. So I've only gotten to listen to a little bit, but it's a really cool concept. So since we're geeking out on podcasts a little bit, I thought I'd throw that in there. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I love talking about podcasts. And um, I, I wonder if that's not something we should just every once in a while drop in, just, you know, recommend a show or something like that, because uh, it's there are just so many good podcasts out there. And the only way I know what to listen to is by word of mouth. Yeah, I really like, you know, top top rankings on iTunes is great. Um, but yeah, to find your, you know, This American Life and your serials and and yeah, wait, wait, don't tell me and like all yeah. those great NPR shows that you could listen to and you know, there's some great sports podcasts out there too. Um, Men and Blazers comes to mind, but mm-hmm. there are uh, this it would be a fun topic to you know come come equipped with a different show every once in a while, not yeah. every week or anything, but it'd be fun. Yeah. But yeah, we 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 told you guys, we warned you there was going to be banter about random stuff, so. Oh yeah, this is going to be a really random show today. So yeah. while we're in the while we're in the first like quarter of the episode, I just want to point out there that you know we have a lot of really really great questions that we're about to dig into a little bit, um, mostly about baseball, uh, some about extraneous things. But uh, we're going to hit as many of those questions as we possibly can, 
uh, if we don't get to all of them in our about an hour, then we will talk about some of them in the next show. Uh, we really appreciate everybody sending in all the questions. Um, but yeah, we're also just going to talk about random stuff because uh, that's the beauty of off season a little bit. We've always talked about doing talk, having random off season podcasts, but hadn't really done it all that much because we didn't record enough in the off season. So yeah, well, uh, we'll get into the minutia a little bit on this podcast. Nice. The potpourri. The, the, the potpourri. I was really, that's a throwback right there. That, that's a throwback. If you, if you've been listening to the show forever, that's a good one. All right. So I'm going to try and scroll back to the beginning of our questions here. So we have a question from uh, Alexander at ACM uh, 654 who asks, uh, how good can a Scherzer, Strauss, Geo, Ross, Giolito rotation be? Uh, I'm going to go with really fucking. What is your answer? <laughs> I was going to go with pretty damn. Yeah. Uh, so really the, and we've talked a bit, a bit about rotation uh, on the podcast uh, the last couple of times we recorded, but um, really the game changer in that equation is removing Roark and inserting Giolito. Yeah. I mean, that it's a game changer. Well, it's interesting because, I mean, yes, all of those pieces we've seen sheer brilliance from. I mean, right. obviously Giolito not at the major league level yet, but I mean, He's a top five prospect in all of baseball um, for a reason. The, the kid is just lights out serious good. Um, Scherzer, he obviously started the first three months of the year just on fire. He was amazing. And then he went through a little bit of a lull where right. he wasn't really the ace. And, you know, did he tire out? Whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then if you look at Steven Strasburg, I mean, first half of the season, everyone's saying, what is going on with this guy? What is happening? What happened to Steven Strasburg? All of a sudden comes back from a DL stint and he's touching 98 again. Right. That he hadn't thrown in a while. Uh, um, Gio Gonzalez, I mean, same kind of thing. He you get flashes of brilliance. You'll get two starts in a row that are just ace level quality. And then you'll throw in five stinkers. So right. you haven't really seen the rotation, this mega rotation uh, thrown together when everyone is gelling yet. So, I think yeah, really the only time was in 2012. That was the yeah. the one time, but you're right. Since then, it's just never quite. All the pieces haven't hit at the same time. So um, if it does, that would be amazing. I mean, like I said, you've seen the flashes from all of those players. So the potential is definitely there. And I mean, if four of the five, three of the five are hitting on all cylinders and two aren't, you're still looking at a damn good rotation. So, yeah. Um, Cause uh, Steven Strasburg at 75% is still better than a lot of pitchers at 110%. So, yeah. 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 You're, I, I completely agree. Obviously uh, <laughs> it, it's, I, I'm a, it's no uh, secret about my, my love of Steven Strasburg. So I won't even pretend. Um, like it's not true. And we have, we have some questions later on. I was going to try and pull those up, but it's just, we got way too many questions and I can't sort through them. So, uh, we have a question hopefully coming later if we can get to it about, about Strasburg in general. Nice. So Jonathan at NatFan9 asks, Oh, hey buddy. Uh, do you think Ian Desmond will sign before the end of this month? Uh, I don't. You really don't think he's going to, huh? I don't think he's going to. I mean, 
Have you heard anything? I know it's I, I it's awful. I mean, it, it's you just really feel for the guy. It's I mean, I was talking about it the other the other last Saturday night and out with a bunch of Nats friends and it was just like it's February. Yeah. And he's still sitting at home waiting for the phone to ring and yeah. I mean, you're not hearing conversation about oh well, I guess I'll take a one year small incentive laden deal. You're not hearing anything. Yeah, it's just it's, it's just crickets. Radio silence for the most so, part. So I don't. I and we're in the yearly conversation, and I swear to God, it's every single year. Oh, the uh, qualifying offer system needs to change. The qualifying offer system needs to change. No, it really doesn't, because this is exactly you know how it works. The yeah. Nationals valued Ian Desmond enough to give him a qualifying offer, but other teams have not valued that draft pick as much as they value the player Ian Desmond. Well, that, and that's the problem, you know, it's, it's a real issue for him. And like I said, I feel bad for him, but this is how the system works. He, again, the nationals gave him a very large offer that he turned down. He decided he was determined to offer to test the free agent market. Despite the fact that he had a bad year, he turned down the qualifying offer that he could have taken that, you know, would for that one year would be a, you know, what a 15.8 million or whatever it it is this year. I mean, um, sometimes you put all your money on Carolina to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Oh, too soon for a lot of our listeners, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's topical. It is, it is I, topical. Rare, I rarely get topical stuff right. So that's that is a valid point. I can vouch for that. Um, but yeah, that I just I feel bad for the guy, but I I do think he signs before the uh, the end of February, but. I don't think it's before pitchers and catchers report. Yeah. I, I think people start showing up and an offer comes. Um, I, I will say, I think he signs with a team before spring games start playing. Oh, that's good. Um, because I think that they're going to want to get, again, Ian Desmond provides a lot of on field value, but he provides just as not, as much, if not, if not way more off field value. And yeah, they're going to want to get him in the clubhouse early. If they're going to sign up. It also so, would not shock me if, he pulls the Kendrys Morales and he's sitting out until after the draft. Yeah. Well, you would have to imagine, right. If he doesn't sign until, um, if he, if he doesn't sign by the time teams start playing games and, and we get into March, you'd have to imagine that's the only way it's going to go. Well, I mean, either that, that point, or an injury. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's it. I mean, he's kind of at a point almost right now where, He's got to be hoping for a team starter to go down, and the yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. You're right. That's, that's, a shortstop gets hurt during spring training. Ian Desmond gets a job. Yeah, I mean it's it's sad that you have to wish for that, you know, yeah. from your baseball brethren. But that's almost that the point that he's at right now. Yeah, because hadn't, con- hadn't the, considered it at all, but it wouldn't surprise me in any way if that was yeah. definitely in the thought process right as we speak. Phone's not ringing, and you know, there's there's. Uh, Rumors are abound in baseball yeah. these days, I guess. I mean, the, the hot stove market is, with the age of Twitter and all of that, it's just there are no rumors that don't get shared, and you're not hearing anything. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right about that. So, yeah. uh, but uh, good call on the, on the injury. I would, I, you very well may be right at this point with the uh, not signing before the end of February because I hadn't considered that. I'm going to stick with it because I don't want to move, but you have a very good point, and I, uh, I will – I think you might be right about it. Nice. Um, I'll take it. 
Yeah, Mich- Michelle asks, uh, a Nats fan asks, uh, where is Desi going to play? And then asks about uh, Clifford, which we've already talked about. Um, but do you still, f- I mean, where does he play? Do we, do we still think Chicago? That's the only place I can think of. That's like, literally the only place. That, if you, okay, Chicago or what team do you think has a shortstop that could get hurt that he might lend up? Like, do wild guess it. Go crazy. You know, the best fit in terms of I see Desmond being a real player at this team. I think Desi would be a great fit for the New York Yankees. Yeah, I. They seem to be. They seem to really like Didi Gregorius for some reason. Yeah, um, um, but I, I totally agree. He is. If I don't, he's, wanna, all, he's he's an all American guy. I don't want to do this thing, but like. If you want a successor, a successor in New York to Jeter, yeah, I mean, come on, like he's he's, he's just... got he's got the the attitude, he's got the drive, he's got skill, he's Absolutely. got better defense. <laughs> Absolutely, I my given what you're saying, what I'm going to throw out is I and I I think similarly on this, especially at the at this current state of you know the fact that he hasn't signed yet, but. Um, I think that he would just do very well in Colorado. Yeah. And they're probably going to need a shortstop. Didn't they already make a deal for a shortstop? Oh, did they? If, if so, then that's no longer valid. I thought that they hadn't yet done anything with, on that front yet. I'm not sure. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. So you can go ahead and move on if you want. Yeah, I'll move on uh, to answer Beard's question because uh, Beard got mad at me because I, I dropped an F-bomb. Sorry about that. I will, I will refrain from the very angry curse words for the rest of the show, I promise. Because um, it's been a while since I dropped one of those. Um, Beard asks, uh, will guys uh, begin reporting – guys will begin reporting spring training next week. Uh, who do you think will show up in, quote, the best shape of their life, close quote? Uh, uh, the answer is – Everybody except for I'm trying to think of if there's a player who will not drop that cliche. Um, Jason like, Worth will not drop the cliche. Jason Worth will not drop the cliche uh, unless he does it ironically, which I could totally see him doing. Yeah. Um, I could see Brandon McCarthy not doing it and making a point to not do it. That kind of person. But yeah. the answer beard is everybody. Um. I think the best candidate for best shape of my life is Clint Robinson. Yeah, that's on the Nats. I think for sure that Clint Robinson is definitely going to go. Like when you think about the the guys who are most prone to cliche, um, and not that I think that I have really any any evidence that Robinson would be that guy, but it tends to make a little bit of sense. I would say. Yeah, I would say uh, a lot because he really had his break last year and yeah. he's going to have that extra drive in the off season. He's going to be, you know, ready to go and come in. Oh, he's already there. Yeah. I saw that. He, he posted the tweet like a week, like a week and a half early from when players have to report, which is a cool thing that he's clearly he's ready, which yeah. is awesome um, coming off of his age 30 rookie season. And to update, it doesn't look like they have anyone. Uh, Daniel Descalso is their second on the depth chart. So yeah, that's what I thought. I yeah. thought that they hadn't quite done anything yet. So I, uh, 
it might have been a rumored thing that I had seen. Because I remember seeing a rumor, but I couldn't remember. I didn't. I did not remember anything happening. So that I'm going to stick with that with with Desmond. The out That'd of the field fit. signing would be Colorado for him because first of all, it would be the perfect spot for for his profile of hitter. Yeah, be a great fit. Um, the, the breaking balls don't break quite so much there, which would help yeah. him for sure. And uh, and it, the ball goes a long way when you hit it hard, and he certainly has the capability to do that. Yes, so, he does. Um, and I think it would be a good spot for him. So I, I, you know, maybe it'll work out that way for him. Yeah. So very, very important question. We'll we'll do an interlude of not baseball, and we'll quasi baseball because it's about a hot dog, but it's from your brother. Oh yeah. So, uh, Smack Henry asks, is a hot dog a taco? I don't think so. It, and his reasoning is uh, V-U-shaped vessel made of processed grain filled with, fez- with peasant meat and veg. So, uh, I mean, by that definition, yes. But I believe that uh, one of the distinguishing characteristics of a taco is a thin outer wrapping. Yeah, you're you're not putting a taco in even even a taco in a pita is not a taco. No. It's no. not you're you're not talking about a a corn or flour, preferably corn. Well, yeah, when I mean when you're and you're we're not talking team like corn, flour, flaccid, hard <laughs> yeah. taco here. Yeah. No, we're just talking about the girth of the, <laughs> of the method that you eat said taco. Yeah. Wow, this is going downhill quickly. <laughs> I did not <laughs> I did not plan for that to be the way that came out at all. So, but no, uh, I think uh, specifically <laughs> hot dog refers to the wiener, <laughs> not necessarily the vessel. <laughs> because if you, I mean... If you're having a, a hot dog without a bun, you're still calling it, like it's still the 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 wiener is the hot dog, <laughs> and we're twelve years old again. <laughs> I'm crying. <laughs> oh, it's just like when we were back in middle school. But no, seriously, if it was like it's still a hot dog, you buy a pack of hot dogs. I would agree. Know? I would agree. And then you buy the hot dog buns, so you're still yes. having a hot dog. So yes. uh, if I'm having ground meat or something i'm not having a taco you know yes, it's just true. ground it, meat it's just even if you're having it with taco seasoning on it it is not a taco yeah i would agree i would agree okay wieners so <laughs> <laughs> uh, back to baseball uh <laughs> alan asks and oh. i like I liked this question, so this will be a good one to get us back I liked on. the last question. Yeah, oh, I liked it too, but this is baseball, and it's phenomenal, so it's going to get us back onto a possibly more focused topic as, as Beard sends us uh, disappointed memes. Um, Matt Dendecker, future full-time starter, eternal bench warmer, or trade bait? He impressed me last year. Loved this question. This was a really good question. So um, go ahead. You go first. Yeah, uh, I think he is the perfect fourth outfielder. Yes, I agree. I think he is the perfect player uh, to come off the bench, to start once or twice a week, uh, to fill in via uh, in case of injury. I think he just fits the beautiful mold of a fourth outfielder. Lefty bat, you know, a little bit of pop, some decent defense, some versatility. 
really liked Endecker. To get him for Tyler Clippard was it was Tyler Clippard, right? Yeah, that was that yeah. deal. Yeah, uh, just fantastic because he's under team control uh, for so long. Jerry Blevins. Jer- okay, Blevins. Okay. Jerry Blevins. That's right. Uh, yeah, I knew it was reliever. Yeah, because Clippard went to Oakland first. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I think he's the perfect fourth outfielder. Um, I think he stays there, and I think the only thing that takes him out of that fourth outfielder role is injury. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, first, he's the coveted left-handed bat. Like you said, he's incredibly fast. Uh, he plays decent outfield. Uh, certainly not your best center fielder in the world, but when you put him at the corners, he definitely provides value. So I really like him as a fourth outfielder. I don't think that he's trade bait. Uh, I, actually, I would, I would say pretty firmly that he is definitely not trade bait because the whole reason that move was good, despite the fact that the Nats needed relief, was the fact that they still had like five years of control on, on Dendecker when they got him. So he's definitely not going to be traded because he's under club control forever, which is what made that a really great deal. Um, so I think fourth outfielder, he's your, he's your younger, healthier Nate McLeod. You know, he's just that, that kind of guy. And he, he was great last year when Den Decker got a chance to actually play, which there were tons of issues with due to the manager on multiple player fronts last year. Mm-hmm. But when he got the chance to play in the situations he should have played in, he was great all the time. And he provided that pop off the bench that, um, that the Nats required from time to time. So yeah, I'm also a big Den Decker fan and uh, he kind of falls off of people's radars when we're talking about going into next year. But I think he's going to be a, actually a, a really key piece to the Nats' success because when you have a, you know, a, a bench that can go out and win you 80 games, that is incredibly important. And so um, I think that Dumb Decker is a big part of that. Agreed. So our, uh, our colleague Fake FP asks a question that's, gonna, that's sure to make us both, you know, resent him but still love him. Oh, yeah. Uh, what will Steven Strasburg's earned run average be? And how many wins uh, this year? He says, parentheses, yes, we all know wins are stupid, but still want a prediction. Uh, 2.62 ERA. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then I think it's going to be 16 wins. Wow. You are really going all in on the Strasburg. I'm bearish. Yeah. You are bearish on the walk here. And I I am too. Um, I, I, (laughs) wow. I, that is really two point. What what did you say? Two point six two. Okay, six two. That's at first I thought you said two six, and I was like, whoa! But six two is still incredibly low. So my ERA, I'm going to go for uh, three point one two for an ERA. So half half a run more. Yep, I'm going to say that he uh, grabs. Let's call it thirteen wins. Nice. Um, And I am going to say he has a. 2.48 2.48 FIP. Nice. I mean, I Strasburg stuff goes is so sabermetrically friendly um, that to to say anything above three for FIP, I think is just would just be foolish. Um, but do you have a do you want to make an FIP prediction just to get on the record? Uh, no. Okay. Cool. But I agree. It, you know, he's a strikeout pitcher, especially what we saw in the second half. Uh, so. Obviously, that's going to lend itself to 
better numbers. Sounds good. Uh, well, we'll go to Blake Dunn's question. Uh, oh, what planet should Papelbon end up uh, on if you, we were to eject him from ours? Come on, there's the best answer, and I'm really hoping you do it. Planet Nine? Wow, no, no, it's not it at all. It's oh. Uranus, Joe. Oh, I'm going to... And that's it for NASA. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, uh, that was the only... That's the only, that's the only answer. answer. I, I was going for, like, the one that's the new That's one. so far out. That, that doesn't that's even just, exist. It's the new planet that nobody nice. knows about yet. They're, they're not even sure it's there, so send him to that area. That's what I'm going for. And so now I want to um, bring the next part of the question. Says, uh, this is the uh, segment, NASA Talking on the Go, brought to you by the Dan. Um, so, yeah, our, our friend the Dan uh, has asked a series of incredibly phenomenal questions. Yes. Uh, along with, there will be other people peppered in here, but this is where, where uh, Dan really started to shine with some questions. So we're just going to start, uh, start pounding through. It's going to be good. Let's do it. Uh, how many games will Anthony Rendon play this year? Hashtag B for R. Uh, I think Anthony Rendon will play 150 games. 98. 98, okay. 98. I think 115-day uh, DL stint. 115-day DL. Fair enough. Yeah, I, 98. There's no reason for it at all, but I just don't think he's going to get 100 games. Nice. Um, Will Max Scherzer contend for Cy Young? Why? Why not? Um, contend? Are we talking get votes? I would say a, a, let's call it contender top eight. Yeah, I think he contends for it. Uh, he's not going to win it because of a guy named Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. So, and then another one named Zach Grinke. Yeah, and, and like the and entire then, Mets rotation. And uh, Jose Fernandez is healthy. Yeah, so... And Steven Strasburg is going to have a 2.62. Uh, so. Which would definitely put him in the running for, uh, for that title, you would guess. Yeah, contend uh, for it, but I don't think he'll win. Yeah, I think he's going to have a, a really good year. I think he'll probably contend for it on name recognition alone. Yeah, um, top five finisher last year, so... So, yeah, and, and, and two no-hitter getter. Yeah. So yeah. he'll, he'll have eyes on and people are going to remember him, which mm. always makes a huge difference. And he finished uh, strong. He finished strong. Yes, he did. He had a, he had a really rough like month or so, or month or two months in there, but uh, he finished very well, culminating with a no-hitter towards the end of the season. But, um, so, no, I, I don't think so. Just because unless you are one of those couple of guys you just, Craig just mentioned, it, you, you, it, you can't do it. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just so hard. Clayton Kershaw is what twenty seven, mm-hmm. and he's won what four of them. Uh, he's won all of them. Yeah, I mean, he is just he is insane, and to as long as he's in the National League, it's hard to imagine a way uh, that that people are going to beat him out for it, unless it's Grinky or Fernandez. There are going to be other options. I, I'm sure they come up, and I think they're. I, I'm not kidding when I say I think several of them are Mets pitchers, um, but I think that uh. He, he is going to be very, very good, um, but it would be hard to match a season like last year. Um, what, if any, conflicts within the organization do you anticipate this year? Um, I don't know. I saw this one. I've been thinking about it. I really uh, – what conflicts? I mean, outside of, you know, a playing time dispute, the only thing I could see is, you know – 
if someone in the outfield goes on a prolonged slump in an advanced age getting <laughs> just say it if Jason stop Wirth, being a wuss if Jason Worth slumps uh, and or has to go on the DL uh, and then doesn't get a spot I mean I think there might be some stink there but uh, yeah I think that's the only possible thing um, I don't think uh, with Dusty Baker there there's going to be any issues I don't foresee anything and I foresee Jason Worth having a good year yeah <laughs> good, good, good recovery. Uh, I, I don't have an answer, uh, but that was a very good one uh, because I think that because I couldn't think of one, but I think that is definitely one to look at. It's a, it's an outspoken veteran player who, you know, is making a lot of money, making a lot of money, and uh, if he doesn't uh, light the world on fire in spring training, especially considering his return from injury last year, then you could have some questions. Um, I like this question a lot from, you know, the Dan, what is the worst sports month of the year? I've been thinking about this one as well. I knew you would be. I'm a big fan of this one. I was thinking originally like going with July. Uh, but I, yeah, July, just because, I mean, I'm a big sports fan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not just a baseball fan. I like hockey. I like soccer, love college football. And in July there is baseball. And don't get me wrong, I love baseball. Baseball, hey, you, and you got Major League Soccer. Yes, Major League Soccer, of course. But I mean, baseball is obviously my number one. But you know, then in July, like I, I was thinking, you know, you got you have soccer, and then you have you know some finals of some Champions League type stuff, and you got some that kind of thing going on. That you know, okay, it's pretty cool. But I, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say February. Ah, uh, shut up. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Well, I mean. Uh, it's, it's college like, football's over. Yep. I mean, hockey, I know you and I are both fans, but we're not huge fans anymore. There's no baseball. Yep. And, uh, it's and, ramping up to NCAA basketball tournament time, but it's not there yet. Yep. I don't know. There's just nothing except yep. for, you know, like we talked about, pitchers and catchers is the blue balls of – Exactly. Yeah, that, everything. That is my point. Like, baseball – People talk about baseball like it started, but it hasn't because nothing's happened. The NFL goes down on itself for two weeks before it plays a football game that nice. ends up being terrible. And Earning uh, the explicit tag tonight. Yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> um, mine, mine wasn't that bad. I didn't say no, that. I, I liked it. it. I liked it. Theme. It was good. It was a good uh, analogy. But then other than that, like, like you said, I, I, I've gotten into hockey. I've been watching every Caps game. I'm really enjoying it. But, you know, that's that season's four, three months from the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, the Wizards are three or four months from the end of the season. Um, and the, how have they not fired their coach? Yeah, that's a whole other thing. We could do okay. a podcast on that. And but it would uh, be that would be my knowledge of it. Mine too, but okay. you know, it seems to be a thing. Okay. Um, and then you know, there's really, you know, there's there's some soccer games which I really love. That's you know, it's my second favorite sport. I love it. But uh, there's just nothing really. It's just like it's not towards the end of the year, and it's like yay FA Cup versus Carlisle. Yeah, exactly. There's just nothing. Awesome. Uh, there's nothing super exciting. So I'm I'm going with February. It's just yep setting up for letdown. Shocking. We agree. Yeah, I I, I was really hoping you were going to stick with July because then we were going to have a different answer. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, Mix it up a little bit before we get back to Dan. Uh, Fang asks, uh, 
what is up with the orgy of acquisition out of the Diamondbacks, and will it work out for them? Uh, uh, I don't know and no. Uh, TV money and no. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. That's a <laughs> those, very good question, but it's just they just have a lot of money to burn, and they're, it's, there was a great chart that uh, I feel like it was Cespedes Family Barbecue that retweeted it. It wasn't from them, but I feel like it was them that retweeted it a week or two ago. <clears throat> and it was an X, Y axis of um, like level of young talent versus contention. And it was graphic. Oh yeah. I've seen that. It was really, really good. Um, and the Diamondbacks were on like the no young talent and like not really contending side of things. Yeah. Uh, because it's just, it's not, it's, They've made some nice moves, but there's just not enough there. Yeah. Uh, there's just not enough there. Uh, the Dan's wife, Beth. Uh, so we're, we're, we're doing a family thing in here. I love it. It's good. Uh, percent chance we see Giolito in D.C. this year? Uh, I'd say barring injury. Oh, God. We're going to give the same answer. To Giolito, 100% chance. Oh, good. We're not going to give the same answer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say 80%. Nice. Um, I was going to go 80%. So I think there's a very, very good chance that we see Lucas Giolito this year, even if it's in September. But I think it'll be before then. Uh, yeah, I 100% chance, barring his own injury. Yeah. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. He's ridiculous. I mean, if you, you have to figure, if there's uh, enough injuries to the starting rotation, the Nationals will not be doing very well, most likely and he will come up and fill one of those spots and get needed experience going into next year. And if the team is doing really well and the rotation is healthy, he's going to be a September call-up and probably help in the bullpen and throw 102 miles an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a, it's a really exciting time to get a chance to see him. And if I remember correctly, he was supposed to do a Reddit AMA with uh, the Nationals subreddit um, tonight, but he had to cancel, but he said he was going to do that the next week or two. So... That'll be a cool thing to check out and see what uh, kind of stuff he has to say. He seems like uh, I haven't seen all that much stuff with him, but he seems more of the, like, I'm going to give you honest answers type that like, like a lot of young guys are. So it could be a cool thing. So I'll definitely well, check that out. He wanted to listen to the podcast. He, 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 he wanted to see what we had to say before he, exactly. yeah, he didn't want to get committed before the next move. Um, also, uh, yeah, his parents are Hollywood folk. Yeah. Uh, so celebrity is not a thing for him. Uh, his dad or his uncle wrote Twin Peaks. Yeah. Uh, his, I want to say mother was an actress on a soap opera. And his mother's a very good artist as well. Okay. So he's been around, you know, the Hollywood quote lifestyle for his entire life. Right. So <clears throat> he's not going to pull a Cam Newton and get under the big lights and fold. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, I, the second I, time, sorry. Nice hot, nice hot take. Hey, uh, if he had ten overthrows, that's all I'm saying. He had ten overthrows and and and, and didn't die for uh, that ball that was right at his feet. So I'm with I you. Could, I could care less about that one. But. Yeah, I I'm the same way. But you know, that's that was the topic today. And oh uh, oh oh, real quick, can I answer this one uh, from Beth? It just came. Yes, out. I was. That's what I was going to do. So yes, go ahead. Oh my gosh. What was the podcast? It was, I want to say, Hang Up and Listen, a Slate podcast. Yeah. Maybe it was a Jonah Carey episode. They had, mm, 
it's killing me. I'm not going to remember the name. I'm going to have to look it up afterwards. Uh, they had someone talking about women in sports, and it was the best interview I've heard in a year on sports. So awesome. I'm gonna find that for you, Beth. Yeah, and another person that I would I would put out there, and uh, I, I I admit that I don't listen to this show, but I probably should. But sh- I uh, have seen enough things, and she is phenomenal. Uh, Katie Nolan does Garbage Time, the podcast. It, oh, is there a podcast now? Yeah, the I, podcast. I adore Katie Nolan. Yeah, so her she's, show's hilarious. She's um, smart. She was really good on the Bill Simmons podcast. Yeah, she's really that smart. Was, that and, was a good episode. People should find. And there was a great article on her. I believe it was in the Boston Globe like a week or two ago. A really long one talking about her, her kind of rise in the sports world. Um, and she is just brilliant. She's one of those truly brilliant women who um, is able to really hit on women's issues in sports, you know, talk about everything else, obviously, because she's very knowledgeable, but is can also hit on women's issues in sports very well um, and speak with a very authoritative voice. So um, I'm a big fan of, of Katie Nolan's. So I would definitely, uh, I would check out Garbage Time. I haven't listened, but I will add it to my queue and listen to a couple of episodes to see if that's a worthwhile recommendation. But from what everybody says, uh, I'm sure it is. <clears throat> so moving on, uh, Paul Hill uh, at PC Player uh, 217 asks, what's the fan reaction uh, going to be like in regards to Jonathan Papelbon? If negative, how long does it last? We talked about it a little bit but we, before, but we should, def- we should give this a quick hit. Um, I think that it's going to be very, very... Uh, he's going to be a villain yeah. um, for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, winning cures all. Yes, it does. So I would say... I would say he gets booed mercilessly in his first home closing appearance. Um, like throughout the entire appearance intermittently. Uh, and God forbid if he does something bad and then it's just going to be a nightmare. But I would say if the nationals are five games above 500 by the end of May, people will forget. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be relative I think it's going to be bad in the beginning, but I think after that, it's going to be just indifference. Um, I think there yeah, won't there, be there won't be people wearing Papelbon jerseys. Yeah, and and there's going to be no Drew type chant when he's no. trying to close the game. I mean, That's just people will happen. be happy that the Nationals win. Yeah, exactly. But it won't be All right, great. Pat closed it out like he does. Yeah, it's. I I agree. I I think it'll be similar to people got to how people got towards the end of the Soriano regime there mm-hmm. uh, where it was just like, Oh, thank God it's over. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, and excitement for the game. But I think people, yeah. Indifferent to him was a good way to put it. But I think for the first, I don't know, maybe five or six weeks of the season, it's, he's going to get mercilessly booed mercilessly yeah. at home. Uh, all right. We're back to the dance questions. The Dan uh, pick a surprise overachiever. And surprise underachiever for the first two months of the season. Love this question. My overachiever is going to be weird. Yeah. Um, it's Ryan Zimmerman. <laughs> okay. Because he's going to play God. every day. I know. It's, I, I got I to gotta come up with uh, a different one. <laughs> Did you really have Ryan Zimmerman? <laughs> I swear to God. You a-hole. Uh, so I'm going to go with a surprise overachiever. Um... I'm going to go with Daniel Murphy. Nice. I'm going to say that Murphy, you know, people really questioning the deal. And I think he's going to surprise people. And I think for the first, you know, two months of the year, I think he does, he hits like 285, 290 with like 
five home runs and a decent on-base percentage. And I think he provides some surprise there for people that were concerned about that move. So I'll, I'll put him as my surprise overachiever. Who's your surprise underachiever? My surprise underachiever, Daniel Murphy. <laughs> okay. Yep. For, uh, I, I just, he's, he's a hitter without a defense. I mean, when he goes cold, he's going to be cold. So Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a valid point. Uh, my, my surprise underachiever, I'm just going to go right for it, Bryce Harper. Nice. Uh, I just think it's a big year for him. I think that he's going to win several more MVPs, including possibly this year. Um, but I think that in compare, first of all, underachieving is relative. Yes. And I, and I think that, and that's the reason I'm giving this answer. I still think he's going to be really good. But that dude hit, he had an historic season. And I think people are going to look at what he does and he's going to hit a couple of little slumps here and there. And instead of having like 30 home runs by the end of May, he's going to have like 15. And uh, I think that relative to last year, it will be an underachievement and people will know this. So still very, very, very good. But I think that people will be disappointed because of last season. Nice. That's what I'm going with. I like it. Ah. I'm going to skip this question, Dan, because I, I don't want to talk about Papelbon anymore. Yep, um, uh, favorite dish at Nats Park? I think we've talked about this before, but I don't We remember. definitely have. Uh, okay. I, like, I like the bullpen burritos. Ah, nice, the bullpen burritos. I really don't remember what my answer was, but it was probably a uh, Ben's Pap Smoke. Yeah, it was. It, it was. I, I would guess because it's just easy. Uh, also, hard times. Uh, how, yeah. How can you go wrong with hard times? Hard times is always a good choice. Oh, good also... Choice. Uh, maybe next time when we talk about food, we can talk about the beer changes at Nats Park. Oh, yeah. We could totally talk about beer yeah. changes. Yeah. You might know a thing or two about that. I went on a little bit of a rant today on uh, social medias. Oh, did you? I wasn't really you're, on, you're not on, on social media today. Oh, on Facebook. Oh, yeah. I yeah. totally didn't see that. It wasn't really a rant. It was more of a this is what's going to happen because I know stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you do. You are in the know. Yeah. Uh, wow. We're, we might actually finish this. or Almost out of time, but we might actually finish. Uh, Dan asks, will we regret letting Stammon go? I'm going with you can't regret it because you don't know what he is. Uh, I think it's more of a will we look back and regret it? Uh, Are we going to look back in anger? (sighs) Nice. Yeah. All right, right, Oasis. Yeah. Uh, You love it. God, that was so good. Uh, I'm going to say no. I'm going to agree. Uh, I'm going to say But no. you know what? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Because I want to be different. Because I want to feel the difference. Yeah, I know. We, uh, mm, Craig Stanley's going to be... We the show Drugan versus McHenry because it yeah. was the worst name ever. Uh, seriously. <laughs> um, no. Uh, I think he's going to be completely healthy. I think he's going to prove that uh, the name Craig is strong. <laughs> nice. And those with the name Craig uh, succeed. All right, that's fair. I like it. I like it. Um, this one I haven't had any chance to think about, so I answered the last one first, so you've got to take this one first. Oh, God, no. Uh, compare Bryce to another player in another sport or a world historical figure. Chauncey uh, St. John. Chauncey St. John. Uh, would you care to elaborate? All 10 wickets in one inning. It's such that is 
that is just a really, really good deep reference. And I'm not even going <laughs> to pretend to answer the question because that is, that might be the deepest sports night reference we've ever had on this show. And we've gone pretty deep. Yep. Oh God. Daniel Guzman's going to love this episode. Oh, great. Oh, oh that's so good. Okay. Sorry. We'll move, we'll move on because I just love it so much. Uh, we'll come back to the, the other Dan question I have here because there, I want to hit some more baseball related things. Um, mullet girl asks uh, predictions for your top three surprises at spring training. Oh my God. We have to pick three. Top three. Uh, top three. Uh, there's going to be a major injury. Who? You gotta get specific, man. I don't have to get specific. Okay, fine. It's a major story. Um, let's see. Now you go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, gosh, I I was really, I wasn't prepared for that. I was planning on waiting until the end. Um, I do one and one and one and one and one. I think, um, Jason Worth is going to like hit 400 during spring training, and everybody's gonna go, "Oh my God, he's back!" I think there's going to be a Brad Eldred type performance by someone we've never heard of. For those people who may not be aware of who Brad Eldred is, do you care to share? Oh, sure. Uh, the definitive quad A player, and by quad A, I mean like triple A superstar. Yeah, like 35 homers a year, AAA, I think. I mean, don't quote me on that because you're going to look it up. Um, but power hitter, I think he hit like six bombs for the Nats in spring training and then never went anywhere. I don't even remember Brad Eldred playing for the Nats I saw, at all. I, I saw him hit a walk-off in Vieira once. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah. But yeah, just like I think he hit like two home runs in one game in spring training and it was like, who the hell is this guy? And literally – uh uh clint robinson journeyman who never got there you know yeah right right um my number two i will go with oh man uh oh god i don't know i'm i'm struggling here the nationals will win the grapefruit league (laughs) nice uh, the Nationals will finish bottom five in a grapefruit. For you, nice. Say. On the shoulders of not Brad Eldred. On the shoulders of not Brad Eldred. Uh, and my other one will be, uh, there. since we're going with ridiculous Nats references, there there will be a Brian Broderick. Yes! Bullpen. I was hoping you would throw a Brian Broderick. I yeah. left it for you. Yeah, that's. there will be that kind of guy who you go, that guy made the team out of spring training? Who's that guy? That that will be there will be one of those and and it will be in the bullpen. So I'll get specific on that part. Nice. All right. Uh, Munson asks. Oh yeah, I like this one. Yeah. Does it make you guys feel actually more optimistic not having overblown expectations for the 2016 season as in years past? I want to say the answer is no, but I cannot. It definitely does. It definitely uh, makes me feel better. Yeah, I'm a pessimist, so I never believed it anyway, except for when I said 100 wins last year. I was going to say. Um, so um, I guess it does, yeah. I guess it does make me feel a little bit better. Um, the target's not on their back, and underdogs are fun to root for, and they're definitely a little bit more of an underdog this year. So I don't know. It kind of makes it more fun. Yeah, I agree. 
I, I, uh, I, I think it makes it fun when you're, I don't know that they're the underdog necessarily, but um, I think more they're going to be pegged, underdog-y. Well, they're going to be pegged that way because the Mets were in the World Series last year. Yeah. And they did some nice things in the offseason, and the Mets are going to be good this year. So it's going to be uh, – and everybody expects that. So it'll be a little bit of a different narrative, which I think the Nats will welcome in their clubhouse, and I certainly will welcome as a fan. Nice. Um, so that's the end of the baseball question. So I, I want to hit these two other things before we sign off, and we'll have to do it fairly quickly because we're going to go over, but that's okay because they're fun. Um, so Dan asks if we watch the Americans on FX. Yes. Um, and the answer is yes. And it is uh, my my third favorite show on television. Um, so I'm going to just put you on the spot. Do you have a favorite shows? And if you do, can you can you put together a top three? Do I? Yes. Oh my gosh! Um, they don't have to be in order. Just a, do you have a top three of of shows that you're watching? And would the Americans be on it? Since Dan's asking, uh, the Americans would not be on it just because the subject material sometimes gets really heavy. Yeah, and I, I like levity. I love the serious dramas, but sometimes it's a little much. And for a favorite show, I usually like and something where by I can the way, watch. I'm talking about things currently on. Currently on, yeah, yeah, um, on. yeah. Uh, anyway, like. It just generally speaking, for like a favorite show of mine, I like it to be something I can rewatch, like The West Wing, which I understand is not on. Right. Um, so I obviously I'm a huge Doctor Who fan. Yes. Um, giant dork on that front. Um, but most of my shows are over. Like they're over. Yeah, they're just not on anymore. They're just not on. Anymore. Parks and Rec was one yeah. of them. Oh, so good. Um, I really like, I, I've been digging on Top Chef. Nice. Uh, I like a Top Chef. I like a, Do I you like watch a, Cutthroat Kitchen? I love Cutthroat Kitchen. That show's phenomenal. Yeah. I, I, I love, I love a cooking show. It is show. phenomenal. Yeah. I love a good cooking show. Yeah. Uh, sounds great. And I've been digging on House Hunters lately because I'm an old man now. I know. That's, when you start enjoying the HGTV shows, you're like, oh, I'm there. But uh, I have favorites. I mean, I got, I got Doctor Who and then sports. I yeah. Really, like, honestly, if, yeah. If there's a sporting event on, that's what I want to be watching. So that's me most of the time. Every once in a while, I get a little tired uh, tired out on it. But I mean, every once in a while, like maybe twice a year, um, because I'm uh, you know, if it's a sport I don't watch it, I do. I, I have been finding myself watching the cricket lately and doing random nice. things like that. But uh, mine are the I the best show, maybe the best show I've seen in the last five years, maybe longer, is Mr. Robot. It's yeah. insanely good. Oh, it, oh, I've got one. What? Uh, there's a show on, I want to say it was Showtime, maybe Cinemax. It's called The Nick. Oh, yeah. I could never watch that show. I'm so oh, Spanish. It's Clive Owen. It's Yeah, I've heard very good things about it. Oh, my time. gosh. It's turn of the century hospital in New York. And it's basically house. Right. Except but, like in turn of the you know 20th century. Before people knew things about medicine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like – that he's he's going to rehab for cocaine addiction and yeah. spoiler alert uh it's god what the hell did they give him it's like i think it's heroin yeah that's i mean that was like <laughs> like very that common, kind of stuff a common thing at that time so love the nick that it's k-n-i-c-k the knickerbocker yes, is, is yes. the hotel okay so yeah yes. love that one uh so yeah mine is mr robot if you haven't if you have not watched it it's a usa program and uh it is uh Easily one of the best television shows I've ever watched, ever. It's it's so very, very good. Um, 
So I would definitely put that on the list. I completely agree with what you are saying about what you said about the Americans, that it gets yeah. uh, heavy. There are many times that I have watched that show that I will turn it off because uh, it has just become too much for me to finish an episode. It is a completely un-binge watchable show. Yeah. Um, it is still I, in my top three. It is nice. so good. Uh, the storylines are so compelling and I can't help but watch them. And the other one, it is uh, uh, an HBO show, Silicon Valley. Nice. It is one of the funnier TV shows I've seen in a long time. If, um, if, I, if I have to pick a third, does Sherlock count? I mean... Yeah, sure. Okay, sure. I'll count Sherlock. Okay. Yeah. The BBC one, of course. The B- yeah, of course. Dork. Yeah. Um, and then the other one, and, and Beard brought this up, uh, what about the OJ movie? Yeah, oh, I mean, God. Thank God it's that one and not the the... The puppy monkey baby. Oh, God. I don't even know what that is. Oh, yes, I do. That's horrifying. Yeah. Um, but the uh, – my wife and I started watching uh, the the OJ series that, that's on FX now, the American Crime Story thing. We watched the premiere the other night. It's very, very good. Um, a lot yeah, of it's good, a- good actors in it. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's, it's an interesting – it's compelling. I mean, Cuba Gooding Jr. is amazing. Yeah, and David Schwimmer. Yeah, he does things. Yeah. It's amazing. Ross. Yeah. I, I just keep waiting. I, I mean, he, I haven't started, but I, I, I can't wait for the part where he tells everyone that they were on a break. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So. Uh, but he's actually very good. He plays Robert Kardashian. Yeah. Um, he, and he's very good. Uh, the acting in it I thought was excellent. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and then uh, leaving this question for last, because it is the most important question of the show. Uh, what is your favorite taco seller in the DC area? Oh man. Um, Mine. So there's, there's a place when I used to work on Capitol Hill, there's a little hole in the wall um, on the Senate side called Taqueria Nacional. Yeah. It uh, was a place where that literally you could put like five people in the entire lobby of the, of the place. There was no seating. It was a takeout place. Uh, they moved down off of U street um, a couple of years ago. And I've been back a couple of times it is in, a, in it's the front is an old post office building off of U street. Um, it is amazing. Taqueria Nacional, uh, their, their tacos are clutch. They're amazing. So that is my vote. I don't, I don't have a favorite. I mean, I just, yeah. just more of them. Yes. I, I've drove, I've driven from, from the suburbs in there with, with Carrie on a Saturday just to get tacos. Yeah. I, I love a taco. Because, I tacos because their tacos, they're incredibly good. I so. had tacos for dinner. So, uh, I obviously I I brought my A game. It's good pre podcast food, man. Yeah, good um, pre podcast food. And then real quick, uh, this is to follow up with uh, those of you that were asking about women uh, sports. Yeah, um, I found the November 16, twenty fifteen edition of uh, Slate's Hang Up and Listen podcast. It has got uh, a great segment with Emma Span. Oh yeah! Oh, she's great. Yeah, she's absolutely brilliant and it's a it's a great episode it's uh it's got dan steinberg it's got allison benedict and then the women in sports media with emma span and it that interview with emma span is one of the best interviews i've heard up until this past week uh jonah carey's two-parter with keith olberman oh yeah that was that was compelling i haven't heard this uh emma span one though yeah go download it listen to it it's should be required listening for any one who's allowed to sign up for a twitter account cool I uh, 
I will made that. I will add that actually because I haven't go. listened to it yet. So I will. I will add that. So yeah. anything else to add before we sign off to this um, um, supposed to be short but turned very long show because of all your awesome questions podcast? Can't wait to see who signs in the next twenty four hours. I know. I hope it's Ian. Just for his sake, I hope mm-hmm. it's him. Just makes it easy. Well, uh, thanks everybody for tuning in and, and hanging out with us. We it was tangenty, but we answered all, all all of your questions. We got through all of those questions. I don't know. How, I never counted them out, but it had to be uh, more than a dozen. So it was, it was really, a lot. Thank you for sending them in. Uh, thank you f- to the Dan for sponsoring an entire segment of the show, essentially with all of your questions, and they were all great and entertaining. So uh, we'll do another one of these. Uh, we have w- probably by my estimation, one more episode of the show before there's actual spring training game action to talk about. Figure we'll probably record another episode in two weeks or so unless something crazy happens. Yeah, I would like something crazy to happen. Yeah, me too. That that would be the reason. So uh, unless there's anything else, I, uh, I think we'll round this episode of Nats Talk on the go up. You guys are the best. You guys are the best. We really do appreciate you 100... 110 episodes and uh, like four baseball seasons in. This is uh, entering our fifth or? Hold on. We started in 11. Yeah, but November. It was, yeah. So So 12, 12, 13, 14, 15. 15. This is fifth season. Entering fifth regular season of baseball. uh, As as we like to tell people, the the longest running show uh, uh, that's podcast out there. So uh, we, we really enjoy it. And, there was a there was a lot of time where I'm pretty sure it was just Craig and I talking and nobody listening and and now uh, every we have a lot of people that listen and a lot of people that participate and and now you fill our show huh exactly well exactly the Patricia the Patricia Patricia is what makes it for me uh, I it was it's always great talking baseball but Craig and I you know talk for several hours every day basically yeah. um, but to have people you know share questions and thoughts with us and. Uh, give us topics to talk about. We really, we really appreciate it. We really, it's, it's enjoyable. We really have a lot of fun with it. So, um, and not to tease too much, but we, we are working on, we've talked about it before. We've got, we know we owe you guys t-shirts and things like that. We're working on that. That is in the cards. We have some other, uh, some other, you things. know, things that we need to work out before we can go ahead and go through offering all those things. But we have a lot more things that we want to provide and do it all in 2016. So we've got a lot of cool things coming. Thanks for listening to Nats Talk on the go. For more information, check us out on the web at www.natstalkonthego.com or contact the guys at Nats Talk on the go on Twitter. If you like what you heard, take a minute to rate the podcast on iTunes and help us spread the word. See you next time. Go Nats!